Romans 8.15 says, You did not receive the spirit of bondage again to fear, but you received the spirit of adoption by whom we cry out, Abba, Father. Welcome to Spirit of Adoption Radio, where we soar above all the darkness of this world and see things in the light of God's eternal perspective. Now, here's your hosts, Kevin and Tabitha Lavelle. Everybody, shalom. We're so thankful and blessed that you would choose to join us today for episode number 52 of Spirit of Adoption Radio. I'm Kevin, and with me as always is my dear wife, Tabitha. How are you today, Sophia? I'm doing great. Amen. Never gonna let me Has down. he ever let you down yet? Never. Not even one time. Amen. We've let him down, but he's never let us down. Praise Amen. the Lord. He'll never let you down. Amen. Yes. He'll lift you up. He's so good. <laughs> Amen. Amen. So on today's show, we want to talk about doing no harm. We know the Lord is never going to let us down. He's never going to do us any harm. Mm-hmm. Amen. That's right. He's not going to trick us. That's right. He's not going to deceive us. But we're living in a time where doctors connected to the governments of this world mm-hmm. have a lot of power and are influencing people to do all kinds of different things right now, but are they doing no harm? Mm. Is there any tricks up their sleeve? So I know you have background as a nurse. Yes. So when I say the phrase, do no harm, what comes to your mind? Yeah, of course, the Hippocratic Oath comes to mind. But for me personally, what comes to mind is when I was working in the emergency room, a lot of times there would be pharmaceutical drug reps that would come into the ER and they would bring baskets full of treats and goodies and they would come in very well dressed and you know most of us nurses doctors everybody in the er is wearing scrubs so we're not very well dressed people in the Mm. er we're just scrubbed up so when these drug reps came into the er and they're dressed in their really fine apparel you know high heels and business suits and and you just know that they're drug reps right away Mm. just by the way that they're dressed they would come in they would be very um, crafty with how they spoke to the doctors. Usually they would just be looking for the doctors. Us who were underneath the doctors, like mm-hmm. nurses and techs and all of those people, they were like the nobodies. And mm-hmm. the doctor is the one they want to talk to. And so they want to talk to the doctor because they want to tell him about their drug. And they want to encourage the doctor to prescribe this drug. Yeah, And some of that just really bothered me because I'm thinking, is this all about money? 
And is this all about what the doctor is going to prescribe based on the relationship with these drug reps and the certain parties and things that mm-hmm. they would try to throw for them? Mm-hmm. Or is it really based on the good of that patient? So many things like that really bothered me, even to the point when one time I was working in the ER and we got a chart, a chart for a really serious patient who had heart problems. Um, and the nurse who was putting people back in the rooms was giving preferential treatment to this really, really wealthy person and gave them two beds instead of just one where there was a really, really urgent patient that needed that bed. And I ended up getting in front of that nurse and I said, you know, this is not right. Mm. What if this was your mother? Yeah, exactly. With chest pain and doesn't, there's no bed. You're not giving her a bed because you're giving two beds to this person that's just really wealthy. And, Mm -hmm. you know, there's just no reason for that. In other words, do some harm to those who don't have so much money mm-hmm. and do no harm to those who do. People are thinking their lives are worth more. Right. That's There's these, true. what uh, some called in the past, useless eaters. There's these people, their lives aren't worth as much. Mm. That's wicked. Yeah. And so do no harm, that phrase has its origin, like you said, in Hippocrates. Mm-hmm. So he was a Greek physician and he lived from 460 to 375 BC. Mm-hmm. That time frame. So the Hippocratic Oath, which followers of Hippocrates, they would swear to. Now, as Christians, as followers of Jesus Christ, we're not to swear to anything. Amen. We're not to swear to anything. The Lord says that. Yeah. And you can look that up. Right. But this is what this Hippocratic Oath said. Mm-hmm. Okay. Remember, he's an ancient Greek physician. Mm-hmm. So there was a uh, many Greek gods with a lowercase g that were worshipped. Mm. Okay, so he starts the Hippocratic Oath with this. I swear by Apollo, the physician, and Asclepius, and Hygia, and Panacea, and all the gods, lowercase g, and goddesses as my witness that according to my ability and judgment, I will keep this oath and this covenant to teach them this art to pass it on without fee or covenant. I will use those dietary regimens which will benefit my patients, give them a good diet. That's, that's kind of foreign to uh, medical practice these days, right? Right. <laughs> Especially when you worked in the hospital. Yeah, ca- I mean, when they, you're in the hospital cafeteria, right? Hospital food. Uh, um, you know, it's not really benefiting yeah. the patients, right? So that was a good thing. Then it goes on and says, and I will do no harm or injustice to them, to his patients. Mm. I will neither give a deadly drug to anybody who asked for it, nor will I make a suggestion to this effect. Wow. Wow. He probably wouldn't get along with a lot of the drug reps. No. Hippocrates. No. He, he wouldn't get along with them. They wouldn't be able to buy him off, huh? No, not as long as he meant what he mm. said there. Yeah, exactly. Then it says, similarly, I will not give a woman an abortive remedy. So he wasn't for killing babies. Are there That's any doctors great. that are for killing babies now? Oh, yeah. It's so sad. In America, all over the world? All over the world. Yeah, they they don't like that part of the Hippocratic Oath. Wow. Okay? Right. And they don't like the part of not giving a deadly drug because Mm -hmm. something else a lot of wicked doctors are into is euthanasia. Right. Killing the elderly. Mm. Right? Yeah. Or those they deem not worth living. Right. There's doctors that are into that now. That's so It started with Jack Kevorkian, and it has spread across the country. Yeah. You know, I even think that test, there's a blood test that's taken during pregnancy to test and see if your baby has any birth defects. 
like we shouldn't care if we have a baby that's born with a defect. Mm-hmm. You yeah. know, we're going to love that baby as just any other baby, Amen. you know, and little babies that have Down syndrome. I'm sorry, but, you know, contrary to popular belief that, you know, every baby that's born has to be defect free. I think those babies are even more special. Mm. That extra chromosome just gives them like an extra little sparkle and they're so precious and beautiful in the eyes of God and to devalue them and to Mm -hmm. say, oh, let's test you and see if your baby's going to have any birth defects. So that way we can give you an abortive remedy. Oh, contrary to what Hippocrates said. Yeah, right. Exactly. That's why they don't want to take this oath. Mm -hmm. Okay. Now, also we as Christians, as followers of the one true living God, we wouldn't be able to say that first part where he's swearing to these false gods, no. right? Yeah. But one thing that you can notice here is that Hippocrates recognized a transcendent realm. Mm. He recognized a spiritual realm, right. something greater than himself outside mm. of this world. Most doctors now don't recognize that. Right. They believe they came from pond scum. Mm. Yeah. So they don't have that level of accountability. That's why doctors now can exalt themselves to become like little gods themselves. Yeah. Because they're not putting themselves under a higher authority. But at least Hippocrates recognized a transcendent realm. Yes. Something that transcended himself and mm-hmm. this earth. Yeah. He was into false deities, mm-hmm. but he recognized a spiritual realm. Right. He just needed to know who that one was. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Exactly. So I hope he did. I hope he came to know him. Mm. But above all, the Hippocratic physician was committed to do no harm Mm. above all. This was a righteous concept. Would you say? Yes, absolutely. This was righteous. Mm -hmm. But the thing is, it didn't originate with Hippocrates. Mm. Okay. Do no harm didn't originate with him. Mm. There There are medical people that will give him credit for that. But the thing is that do no harm, it really came from the mind of God Almighty Mm. and from the conscience that he gave man. Yeah. You can see Hippocrates being sensitive to his conscience here in different areas, right? Mm -hmm. Praise God for that. Yeah. You know, because God gave him that. Mm. Okay. That conscience, right? Yes. That tells you what's right and wrong. That's God given. Mm -hmm. Amen. Amen. And so we see a verse in Romans 13 that speaks to this. It says this, Owe no one anything except to love one another. For he who loves another has fulfilled the law. For the commandments, you shall not commit adultery you shall not murder, you shall not steal, you shall not bear false witness, you shall not covet, and if there is any other commandment, are all summed up in this saying, namely, you shall love your neighbor as yourself. Mm. Love does no harm to a neighbor. Mm. Therefore, love is the fulfillment of the law. Amen. And I say this is in the mind of God, even though this, this came after Hippocrates lived in mm-hmm. the New Testament. But this came from God. This yeah. came from the mind of God to the Apostle Paul. This was in the mind and heart of God long before Paul ever said it, mm. <laughs> right? Yeah. Because God is love. Yes. You see? That's right. And he gave that commandment to love all the way back in Deuteronomy. Mm. And so love is the fulfillment of the whole law. Yes. And we have a law in our hearts. Mm. Okay? Yes, we do. So that came before Hippocrates. So we give God glory mm. for do no harm. Yes, amen. amen. But in the ancient Greek culture, there was very little sympathy for the physically impaired or the oppressed. Mm. And the basic human worth of those like orphans and slaves, prisoners, 
and the physically defective, they weren't recognized Mm. in that culture. But the biblical view of human worth was shaped by the fact that we were created in the image of God. Mm. Amen? Yes, amen. Every human life, every human life, there's not one human life that has less value. Mm. There's not one human life that has more value except Jesus Christ. Yes. Himself. That's right. Every human life has intrinsic value as a bearer of God's image and the object of redemption through Christ. Mm. Meaning, Christ came to redeem every single person. Amen. Amen. He values every single person. Yes. Praise God. Amen. You know, interestingly, the thoughts that I'm having right now go back to that day when I was in the ER and I was having that conflict about that rich person who got the nice room with two beds. And then there at the very same time that man was there, that rich man was in that room and the nurse did not give up the bed when I kind of fought with them to do it. Um, I was feeling in my heart like something was so wrong with that. Like there was this respecter Mm. of persons going on, you know? Mm -hmm. And at the same time, I was stationed on another side of the ER where there was this man who had come in and he had these big sores on his leg and he was homeless. Mm. And I remember speaking to him and talking to him and sharing the gospel with him Mm. and kind of just explaining to him his value and, and how the Lord loves him. And I opened up the Bible with him to, Amen. to the chapter that talked about the rich man and Lazarus. Talk about medicine. Yes. I shared with him about the rich man and Lazarus. And I remember going to my locker and grabbing. He was so hungry for all the things I was sharing with him. And as I was sharing with him, I went to my locker to grab these CDs of sermons and a CD player to give him, to bless him with something eternal. Amen. You know, after I shared the gospel with him, I was going to give yeah. him the CD player so he could like hear the, the gospel and get ministered to by the Lord because he was so open. And it was like, at the time I was in there, it was like the rich man and Lazarus were mm. in my ER at the same time, Amen. you know? And I explained it to this guy and I told him, I said, you know, huh. right now I'm really kind of upset. And I just was very transparent with this man and I shared with him how I'm really upset because this rich man over here is getting preference and you're like the Lazarus, the poor man here, Mm. the humble man, you know, and the dogs licked his sores and you have sores on your legs. And he started crying. Wow. He had tears come to his eyes and he said, you know what, Tabitha? He said, just yesterday, a dog came up and started licking my sores. No way. Yes. Oh, wow. And I was like, what? That's the Lord. I I just knew it was God that put that. And he had this weeping that was from his soul. Yeah. Yeah. Like, like something touched him so deeply. That's real healing. That, you know, that's healing right there. Yeah. That's healing. So God was doing something Mm. among that in that man's heart that was more precious Mm. than what was going on, you know, in that other room. Amen. You know, it's so amazing. Lord. And that's, that's what we as followers of Jesus Christ are to be doing. We're, we're to be extending his love to all humanity. Yes. Not just some, because that's what Jesus did. Amen. Right? Yes. You read, he goes into this area and he healed them all. Mm-hmm. He healed them all. Yeah. For some of you that have a problem with that word all, you need to stop having a problem with that. Mm. Yes. He healed them all. Amen. And he desires to do that. Amen. So that's the heart. That he gave you right there with that man. Yes. So this kind of love became the basis for the virtues of medicine and compassionate care Mm. for humanity. Yes. And there were followers of Hippocrates that did some good as doctors, 
But Christianity and the true followers of Christ went so much further than the Hippocratic Oath. Mm. So much further. Yes. Jesus told his disciples to be harmless. We're talking about being harmless. Mm. Do we know harm? He said, be harmless as doves. Wow. You ever see any attacked doves? No. You ever get attacked by a dove? No. Has a dove ever wronged you? No. (laughs) (laughs) You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Harmless as doves. Mm. That's how we're to be. Like it says in Matthew chapter 10. And I want to read a quote from a 17th century harmless Christian physician who went beyond the Hippocratic Oath, which most doctors don't even go that far nowadays. Mm. But he's a good example. His name is Thomas Sydenham. And he said this. This was kind of like his code of ethics, Mm. but it's biblical. Amen. He said, it becomes every man who purposes to give himself to the care of others seriously to consider the four following things. So if there's any doctors listening, Mm. hopefully this encourages you. Yeah. (laughs) Amen. First, that he must one day give an account to the supreme judge of all the lives entrusted to his care. Mm. Whoa. Wow. Secondly, that all his skill and knowledge and energy as they have been given him by God, so they should be exercised for his glory Mm. and the good of mankind and not for mere gain or ambition. Wow. That's kind of like you were talking about the doctors with the drug reps. Yeah. Or, (laughs) you know, the total opposite of that. My doctor, when I was giving birth to our older daughter, Carissa, Mm -hmm. um, was a doctor, very wealthy OBGYN doctor, had been a doctor for many years, but he drove a rattly old van, (laughs) you know, (laughs) I'm sure he had lots of money being American doctor, um, but he drove a really, really rattly old van and he went down and used his skills for the glory of God down in South America, Central America. He would work among the poor and just serve and do all of his medical things for free down there on missions work um, for the kingdom and for God's glory. And, you know, that's why he wasn't even there for my delivery because he was on a mission trip, you know, but it's just amazing. Amen. You know, there's, there Amen. are doctors oh, who yeah. are doing that. Absolutely. You know, and just praise like, God. Just like Thomas Sydenham, huh? Right. Yes. There's, there's, there's a bunch of Thomas Sydenhams out there right now. Praise God for them. Oh, yeah. And he goes on. And before I say this, this sentence might be the longest sentence recorded by man. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I don't know, the Apostle Paul had some long ones too. <laughs> but this brother, you can tell he's passionate about yeah. being a doctor for the Lord, right? Wow. So he goes on to say this. Thirdly, and not more beautifully than truly, let him reflect that he has undertaken the care of no mean creature for in order that he may estimate the value, the greatness of the human race. The only begotten son of God became himself a man and thus ennobled it with his divine dignity, and far more than this, died to redeem it. Mm. And fourthly, that the doctor being himself a mortal man should be diligent and tender in relieving his suffering patience, inasmuch as he himself must one day be a like sufferer. Mm. Would that every doctor would live by this? That's so beautiful and Mm. powerful. Because, you know, sometimes we can think of ourselves that are helping as stronger. You know, we're stronger than our mm. patients. Obviously, most of us, nurses and doctors, are stronger than our patients. But, you know, one day, we're not going to be as strong. That's right. You know, one day, we're going to be in those shoes, just like that patient is suffering. Yeah. We might be suffering, too. And, mm. you know, how would we want someone to treat us? Exactly. That's the point. 
Well, these are some really sober thoughts to think about today, and we are going to be doing a part two on this show next week. So stay tuned because there's more thoughts on this topic that we're Mm -hmm. going to be sharing next time. Uh, But we just want to thank all of our listeners near and far for just joining us again on another episode of Spirit of Adoption Radio. Please don't forget to check out our immune boosting supplements at SoarNaturals.com and use code SOAR15 for 15% off of your order. And we're going to be highlighting one of those products next week. So stay tuned for that episode because we're going to be talking about one of our products on a healing highlight. We might do a little special discount or some kind of deal or something yeah stay tuned for that lord can show us i think so i think so so um also don't forget about us at adoptionairfare.com forward slash quote and make sure to check out our airfare for your next missions or adoption trip we look forward to serving you amen and remember god has not given us a spirit of fear but of power and love and a sound mind he has everything under control so look up And lift up your heads because your redemption draws near. Amen? Amen. Amen. May the Lord bless you as you seek Him today. Maranatha. Thanks for listening to Spirit of Adoption Radio. You can reach us through our website, adoptionairfare.com. Also, please subscribe and leave us a review on the listening platform of your choice. Lord willing, we'll see you next time. Maranatha. 